It's the Face of Chicago Business Podcast, introducing you to the stories behind the faces, focused on fixing today's problems with thoughtful leadership and purposeful living. Sit down with us as we get to know the individuals who make our city second to none. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce, and this is the Face of Chicago Business Podcast. And today, we're here with Brandon Burrell. Brandon, thank you so much for being here. Hey, Tony, thanks for having me, man. I it's appreciate a it. Yeah, no, no, no. So, hometown guy. Um, you're from the South Side, right? Born and raised, man. So, wh- whereabouts? So, uh, I was born originally was on 79th and uh, what's the name? 79th and Champlain. I had to think about it. Okay. Uh, stayed there till I was about four or five years old. Moved to 83rd in California, where I like really blossomed and grew up. Okay. You know, I mentioned both because I have memories from both spots. Yeah, yeah. So I stayed in the family building over on 79th Street and then now in uh, 83rd in California is like my aunts are blocks away. Okay. Literally like the whole family moved over there. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and you've had quite the, quite the experience moving around too. I mean, yes. so, so you went to school uh, in Florida, right? Right. Went to uh, Florida A&M. Um, I loved it, man. Studied business while I was down there. Uh, it's crazy. I had a cousin. Uh, older cousin of mine who's like a big brother sure. um i had two uh, two other brothers but he was the guy i wanted to be like right mm-hmm. and uh he worked at a uh, chase and i watched him start at chase and worked at the neighborhood chase I tell you everybody sticks around yeah, each yeah. other right <laughs> so he worked at the neighborhood chase and uh blossomed and became the branch manager and had you know had dreams he was about to go to another level yeah um unfortunately he was killed uh my senior year man i'm sorry uh it's all right, man. But thing about it was that's the guy I wanted to be like the sure. entire time. And so when it was time for college, I was like, I'm studying business. I can be the best banker. I wanted to be like this big Wall Street banker. Yeah, yeah. And like all the movies, you know, the guy that drives the Lamborghini, wears the <laughs> that nice was you. suit. That was, that was me every time. <laughs> I was like, Batman, it's me. <laughs> and, and what drew you to that? Because, uh, you know, you're telling me a little bit about mom and dad that, um, you know, dad's a, a cop. Mom works for CPS now, right? Yeah. So dad, dad's been a, a police officer my entire life. And not uh, just your dad, right? My dad, my uncles. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I come from a family of uh, police officers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, police officers, even my friends' fathers, majority of them are either police officers or firefighters. Right. And then uh, my mom and couple, quite a few parents work in cps yeah so my mom worked with cps before that she worked with uh britannica the encyclopedia Is that yeah i'm dating her yeah. right now <laughs> <laughs> but uh so she she worked there she worked there and i remember when she left there she went into cps um she's been through the ups and downs you know the big layoff that they had a couple of years back she yeah. was a part of it but ended up getting back into cps too, so she's, okay. she's doing pretty well okay now uh so speaking of cops and firefighters you have uh your own firefighter story, right? You're, you're a firefighter for a minute, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had a, a brief stint with it, uh, <laughs> unintentional. Uh, so one day I came home. Uh, I can't believe you brought that up. <laughs> no, seriously, though. One day I came home uh, from work, working at the school and uh, went to use the restroom and was in there and noticed I smelled something burning. And now you're an adult at this point, right? Yeah, so, I was an adult. So this is uh, after school. You're back in Chicago. And back in Chicago. So I've graduated from college. I'm now at the school. I had been there for... I think I was there for about three years, two or three years. I had already and, been and into it, school. And it's also the school that, that well, <laughs> at least the physical location, right? Yeah, the, the physical location. So the, the story about the school is um, it's a charter school now. But prior to it used to be a Catholic school that me and my brother and my cousins attended. That's cool, man. So it was, it was kind of crazy going back to work in the school that yeah. I actually attended. Um, 
and seeing some of the uh, lunchroom staff at the time that was there when I was a child. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so. But not to take away. So you were telling us about. Yeah. So, so yeah, uh, came home, was using the restroom, noticed that it was a smell. Uh, it wasn't me. But, <laughs> but I noticed that it smelled like something was burning. So when I came out, I had two choices. I was like, either I'm going to go take my normal nap or I need to go check this out. And Let's I was like, I started to go up the stairs and I said, let me just go and look. And so I went down the stairs, uh, walked through the kitchen, went into the back room because it was kind of bright. Right. Didn't really see anything, turned around and noticed the wall was on fire. Uh, so then you visibly saw it on fire. Like yeah, like literally, flames, like, like it was flames yeah, and you felt yeah. the heat. What wow. made me turn around was because I felt the heat. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, don't worry. They always say, don't panic, right? And so I ran into the kitchen, got the fire extinguisher. But tell know. me what's going through your head. Like the, the one thought about that. Oh, house. man. So it was like this. I was like, don't let the house burn up, right? So when I hit the fire extinguisher, it's when things changed because nothing came out. Wow, <laughs> Literally like nothing test came your out. Fire extinguishers at <laughs> Please, home. guys, make sure you look at the dates. Yeah. Uh, so when that happened, I was like, okay, this has to, like, I have to get this under control because my parents are not going to believe that I allowed their house to burn down. Yeah. I was like, I have nothing to do with it. I literally had just <laughs> walked in and they're going to be like, you set this house on fire. You're like, no, I can't have that. And happen. I've been in enough trouble throughout my entire life as a child. I was like, I can't listen to this. I'm an adult. I'm, I'm on my way out. I was like, I can't, I can't be held responsible. So you went and grabbed the, the garden hose, right? Yeah. So before I could get to the garden hose, man, it was like, if you ever think about the movies, it's literally like the movies, man. So I went in and what I did was I was like, okay, fire shit doesn't work. Let me get on the phone. I called the uh, fire department and they literally said, can you hold? He's I like, said, no, my house is on fire. <laughs> She's like, okay, well, what's the address? Gave it to her. And then I was like, are you sending somebody? Like, what's going on? So I'm panicking because I'm like, fire spreads. Yeah, yeah. And quickly. so, and it spreads quickly. Yeah. So literally, like, every time that we're talking, I'm, I'm like trying to be calm. I noticed that the fire is spreading on the wall. And so I was like, okay, forget this. I run to grab my keys to actually open the, uh, the back door because it's, um, it's locked with a key. Guys, if you ever, like, fumble with keys and you see it in the movies and you're like, it's not that hard. It is. It is it's hard, it's yeah. very hard to, like, keep your calm. And I have asthma, so the, the ceiling is, like, literally covered with smoke now. And so I'm, like, jamming it in. I run out to the front door, catch a breath, come back in, get the door open. And I, like, run in. I grab the water hose. And at the time, my daughter had a basket of toys that was sitting under the area. Yeah. And they're, like, literally everything that's dropping that's on fire is, is making this basket catch flames. Catch quicker, yeah. So I throw, I grab it, just throw it outside, spray oh, that wow. down. Because the thing is, I'm noticing everything spread. You yeah, know, yeah, I grew yeah. up, we had the CAPS program. You had uh, Smokey the Bear. Yeah. Like, you had everything to prepare you for situations <laughs> like this. So I'm trying to remember all of this. I grew up. <laughs> and, like, I just start spraying the wall and just, I'm just spraying it. And first it was like a big, like a whoof. And you, I was like, oh, spray more. <laughs> spray more water. And then finally it went out. And then the fire department pulls up. Yeah. And, and like, the crazy part. You're it, welcome, right? I did the job for uh, you. I did for you. And they come in, they bust a wall, they bust the holes in the wall. And I'm just like, oh, this is <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> you know, but. Uh, you got to tell my mom you did that. <laughs> and that's what I was sitting there thinking. Cause it's, so my dad, he had this wood plank. It was like solid wood plank around the uh, room. Okay. That's like, he, he used to say it was so expensive. And so when they bust the hole in, I was just like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> 
you guys are paying for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so, man, when that happened, I was just like, wow, it, what took you guys so long? Because you're, yeah, you're only yeah, like yeah. four blocks away. God. <laughs> so, that's, Chicago. That's, that's the crazy story. So that, that was my experience as a firefighter, you know. Uh, and then you guys were pretty much out of a house for like six months. Like, that's crazy. Six months. So once that happened, um, we had to move into a hotel. Uh, the insurance, they say insurance. Not even just one hotel, right? It was. Yeah. So this is the crazy part. Um, so there was a back and forth between what the hotel would pay for versus the size of the family and everything. And so every time I went to sleep, it was like, get up, you got to go to a new hotel. Man. You know, sometimes in the middle of the night, sometimes in the morning. So sure for literally quick. that first month, I was probably in like four or five hotels. Wow. So it's literally was like, and and it, they're all like right by each other. So it's just like, oh, go to this now, yeah. <laughs> move everything over here. And hope, all right, when I get off work, pick this up, go to the next one. Yeah. It was a headache, man. I, I tell people I would never wish that on anybody to have to live in a hotel. Yeah, no, no. And you said during that time, that's when you, uh, you know, got got hooked up with PHP, right? Yeah. So man, during that time, it was I was doing so many other things, and I had a had a moment where it was like I have to get to the next level. Yeah. Um, I was taking a barber shop, uh, not the barber shop, but the actual barbering service to the next level. I had spent the whole day creating a creating a website that I've never done before. I was putting a plan together for taking a, a party promotion to a different level. Sure. And a guy, you know, had messaged me. We had went to a stock like stock trading event one time. Hmm. He messaged me and said, "Hey, I got something for you." We met up. I found out about PHP. Right. Tell him, hey. This is not the right time. I'm living in a hotel. Like, I will do it, but I have to put some other things in place. He never called me back. Like, he called me back two times. I was like, not yet. February, I, I remember saying, February is the month. And he's like, okay. Didn't call. February comes. I'm ready. You know, we're, we're finally getting ready to move back into the house, trying to get things together. And he didn't call. But luckily, uh, my girl at the time, her line sister actually um, – she actually uh, sends her a message about PHP. It's like, hey, you guys should come check it out. I said, okay, great. You know, so I went. I checked it out. Um, I had already heard of the company mm -hmm. before. So I was like, all right, I'm, I'm sold on it. You know, I, yeah. I, sh I showed in a little underdressed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a professional environment. Everybody's wearing suits and uh, or polos. And they're kind of dressed business casual. Sure. I showed up in a, a jogging suit. <laughs> With the Jordan zone and the fitted hats, so I was like, I already fit like a stereotype. Yeah. Like, I'm out in, uh, we was out in Oak Brook. I was just like, this is bad. <laughs> but the information made sense. Sure. Um, a guy named Matt Sapala sat down with me and talked to me. He's my mentor now. We love Matt. Yeah. You guys, I heard you guys yeah, had him. Yeah. So Matt sat down with me. He's he's such a chill, cool guy. Yeah, isn't he like, yeah. And so he, I was like, Matt. Except I'll when he gets up this. on stage, then it's all energy. Oh, man. He's, yeah. he's like a ball of fire. That's all man. it is, man. So he, I was like, Matt. Um, if you don't mind, show me, show me how much you make. Show me what I can make, cause I'm an all-in type of guy. So if I'm gonna yeah, give yeah. my attention to something, I'm gonna go all in. And he was like, okay, show me. I think at the time he probably made like it was almost ninety thousand. It was something crazy I had never seen before. At that point, I just literally pulled out my wallet. It was like, let's go. Like I'm ready to join. What I need to do, and from there, I just been with PHP. So That's slow amazing. start. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's a big transition to go from where you were at in the school scene, and then now you're you, starting your own business and you know, what was that like? So I did both. So I, I came into PHP and they said, you can do this part time. And I was like, great. I needed mm -hmm. some extra money. Oh, excuse me. No. So I needed some extra money. I was like, all right, I'm going to do what I need to do here. I had the parties and stuff that were taking off. So I was like, let me do this. And 
still was cutting hair. Like I had a lot of things happening. A lot going on. Yeah. And your dad, right? And then, yeah. <laughs> and I'm a dad. So yeah. my daughter at the time, she is probably like about five. I think she's about five years old. Um, so I was like, okay, cool. I got all this going on, but I can handle it, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. And it was it was it was crazy, but I learned a lot of skills. And one thing that made me take it serious is at the school, I knew I had hit a plateau. Hmm. You know, uh, with everything that was going on, we was ch- often changing leadership. And every time somebody would leave and we get a new principal, they bring in their people or they had their own system. Of course, of course. So, it, you know, it's the it's the politics in it. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, I'm getting over this, but you know what? This is what I have to do. And PHP was the the thing that was helping me pay for the new car. It was helping yeah. me pay, pay for this new lifestyle I found. So how long did you do both for? How long was that? Period? So I was... Um, I did the school up until 2018. So I was at the school for about six years. I was at PHP. That was my going on my second year. Okay. So I was with PHP for a year in between times, doing it part time. Um, but I had dedicated myself to the business. Okay. You know, I would I wouldn't miss a meeting. I was learning everything I needed to learn because was that I knew, all in mentality, right? Yeah, it was because I knew I wanted to get somewhere else. Sure. Um, and the thing was, I have, and we talked about it. I have a world of experience in different fields that none of them relate. Sure. So I was like, okay, let me see how far I can go with this. Um, and from there, somebody called me out one day. was like, hey, you've been doing this just the bare minimum. And I'm like, I make money. Right. <laughs> but it was everybody around me were going to the next level, becoming agency owners or directors and just moving up in the company. Sure. And it's all based on what you do. And I knew your productivity, right? Yeah, your productivity. And I knew I couldn't be outworked. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've done all of these jobs before. I've done, you know, anything that was from labor work to working with cameras and even cutting grass, right? Yeah, I, I did that as a kid, man. We had the entire neighborhood on lock. That's awesome. <laughs> so it was like I knew I couldn't be outworked. So I just put my all into it, man. Um, and then I transitioned out. I, I literally had, had one summer I said, I'm going to dedicate to PHP. And in that time frame, what it would have taken me two months to make at the school and all of that experience, uh, I mean, all of the jobs I would have done over the uh, course of the summer, I made that in two weeks. Wow. So it was it was almost a, a little over eight grand in two weeks. Wow. And I was like, well, if I could do this and I just cut up my productivity to do more, mm-hmm. I was like, what happens if I go full time? Yeah. So when the kids got back in school, it was one of those like, all right, I'm going to do another year of doing both. And I just couldn't do it. I couldn't bear it, man. The school, it was, I didn't fit anymore. Man. Sure. My identity had grown. Um, my skill set had grown. No knock to the people that were there, but it just didn't fit me and what I saw for myself. I mean, you talked about reinventing yourself too uh, yeah. earlier. So what was that like to reinvent yourself? Now you go from, you know, having this background. I mean, I get it. You're, you're used to it, right? But what, what process did, do you take to do that? And, you know, people listening that, something that they can model or, or kind of take for themselves um for me man it was uh one you got to envision where you want to go yeah um and i knew from all of my experience it exposed me to different parts of the city as we spoke about in different echelons of people upper lower you know i had you know, I literally come from a family man prior to that they, my parents they didn't come from money they didn't come sure. from wealth they did the best they could with us so i had seen what it was like to be average i have family members that are like poor you know um we didn't come from the best you know but that we we had better than what i knew my family had around us. sure and so with me seeing that it was just like what do i want to do what do i want to be and understanding that 
life is all about evolution. It's all about just becoming the next best version of yourself. Where'd that come from? Where, where did that mentality, that philosophy you know, come from? Where'd you pick that up? Uh, uh, life is all about just evolution, mm-hmm. man. It's literally, man, when you watch everything that's going on around you, I've watched everybody around me connected, like level up to another level. Um, my father, think about where he comes from with six siblings and not having much growing up to where he's, they look at him as like he's one of the most wealthy. Sure. And I'm like, he's far from wealthy, mm-hmm. guys, but it's but the mentality. Right. You know, just to be able to get a job with the city and have something mm-hmm. stable, it, it it blew their mind. And then to watch where my aunts and uncles and where they struggled or where they, they blossomed, and it was like, I, I couldn't see myself doing that. Yeah. You know, and then my, my mom with her and her brother, it was just like, I didn't have the best examples of success as far as business, but when I saw my cousin, you know, Thank get you into know. the get into the uh, the bank, and I was just like, "Wow, that's a dream job," you know. And then I started meeting people. Um, I told you about when I went to <laughs> when I went over to Gibson's um, on one of my internships, and how Warren Buffett had just left. Yeah, and it was somebody else. But I you didn't get to see them, right? But the I, did, I didn't get to see them. I, I saw the trail of when they were right, leaving, right? right? right. And then there was another guy there. I couldn't even remember his name, but at the time, it, it just caught me off guard to see, like, wow, there's another world. Yeah. And from there, I said, okay, if I want to become something different, I have to model myself like that. I have to start to take in a different thinking, and that's where I birthed the Bieber Rail Project. Okay. And that's and that philosophy is where life is a project. Understand this? As a, as a child, you start and you think of – a baby doesn't walk. A baby doesn't crawl. They have to learn to crawl, and then from crawling to walking, I knew that there were steps I needed to take. Being in PHP, it, it helps because it brought clarity to what do you want, and are you working to get it? And, and from there, man, it just kind That's of was like, it was just like, okay, bring the systems that they're using and you know put them into um, put them into your everyday life. One thing I didn't talk about was I never read a book while I was in college. I don't care if it was assigned or not. <laughs> I literally, I would, I would find a way to get the, what the information need I needed. Thing. You know, Cliff Notes, everything sure. was there. But the problem was, I handicapped myself. Of course. So when I came home from school, I just started reading books. I literally it was working at the school. I was like, I needed something to do, so I started reading books. And every Good time you, I read man. a book, at least you had that insight to do it. Hey man, it, but it brought a new world to me. So reading the books, meeting new people. Um, party promoting so you see it on different scales just i was always meeting people um came across brandon marshall's brother uh got introduced to him by somebody from real estate and he uh fred introduced me to some uh athletes to cut their hair uh i was telling you one of my guys brandon he's a, a photographer mm-hmm. same name right he's older though he's, <laughs> he's, a, he's like he's more like a mentor than a friend right, right. but he was uh, a photographer he called me to a shoot one day for one of the bulls players and was like hey we need a barber and I was like, okay, I'll be there. Yeah. Like I stopped everything. Was like, I'm going. You know. Uh, so it was just noticing how people were connected and said, I need to get to a different level. Sure. And so I just started just, just seeing where I was at. What did I want to change? And I would just do it. It was one of those things. If you want to change, don't think about it. Just do it. You know. Um, and an old saying somebody ever told me. They said, uh, don't worry about making the right decision. Just make the decision right. And so how that translated to me was. Stop worrying about if it's perfect. Stop worrying about if I'm doing exactly the right thing. Make the decision, and once you're in there, make it fit for you. You know, and every business that I've ever had, every uh, venture I've ever done, that's what we did. Yeah. I didn't think about it. I just did it. 
you know, um, every skill set, even when it came down to barbering before I just learned, I was just, I picked up some clippers and was like watching videos. Like I'm gonna just do it. Yeah. You know, um, when it came to dealing with cameras, I just bought a camera and was like, I'm gonna learn how to use it. Yeah. You know, so it was nothing was different, you know, cutting grass. We just went ahead. We, we went, bought a lawnmower. And just started going door to door. Hey, would you like grass cut? Well, I'm sure that when you when you start off with something like that, it can be easy, especially when you know, know when you when when you have an expectation of wanting to be good at something, right? Yeah. And then you go out and you start something for the very first time. It probably isn't. Oh exactly man, it's, the way it's, you thought it would be, right? It's, it's definitely a fall on your face. Yeah. So uh, how, how how do you deal with stuff like that? I mean, obviously you do, mm-hmm. but what is it that gets you through it? What is it that when you know most people would quit, you say, "I'm gonna stick with this." It's it's is knowing what you want is that 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 next image so when i threw my first party i had i had friends that were party promoters so i had been going to parties all these times yeah so i saw what it was like to have a successful party but i remember when we were in high school just getting started and they would have parties and it'd be it was good but it wasn't everybody in the city you know so it was like hey you got to start somewhere you know i remember being in college working with some guys who would throw a party nobody show up so it was like okay i threw my first house party and literally nobody was there so we walked to another party to bring people over wow so it was just like you're already in it yeah now where do you want to take it? that's a great point though because i think for a lot of us we don't you know we don't say we're in it we think i don't get out of it almost right right. like i don't want to experience this discomfort rather than you know let's stick with it and see how it you know how it becomes successful tony it's it's, it's like a snake right the snake only you only know your snake is really growing once it sheds its skin. True. And a part of shedding its skin, it has to rub up against rough rocks and and debris. It has to go through like the worst situation in order to come out better. And so when when I knew that and I noticed that because when growing up I knew guys that had snakes, I was just like, wow, that's it's crazy because if you want to become better, you're going to experience something. If you want to get to another level, you're going to go through hard times. No matter who you listen to that's successful, think about it. They don't just come out and say, hey, I started this. It was an instant success and nothing happened. Most things that are instant successes fall just as fast as they grow. Absolutely. So I knew that if I took the time to build something from the ground up, and I started as a kid. You know, when we were cutting grass, I was no more than probably 13 or 14. By the time I was 16, my mom friend had hired me to do her, her yard work. The neighbor had hired me to do it. And then I was like, okay, I can scale this to something. Yeah. The problem was I never had a mentor. And so for like Matt, he's a mentor to me. Um, it's a great mentor to have. He's, he's great, right? And I, I'm, I'm blessed enough now that every mentor I have makes well over six and seven figures. Yeah. And me being able to get to that level was was something because the older guys around me the ones that i wanted to be like they made six figures so it was like i don't make six figures how do i get there and now that we get there how do i get to the next level it always requires a mentor and every last one of them had some type of horror story and i was just like it's it's a part of the process common denominator you know even as a kid like how much trouble do you get into before you get it right yeah you know, even like when you get the best students, I always look at this. They say the C student will hire the A student. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. Because the A student is so, we're so worried about getting it done right, doing it this way. Somebody has to give you direction mm-hmm. in order to get to that point. Yep. You have to know like, all right, I'm going to get here. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. 
a guy like me, I was like, don't tell me what to do. I just want to go and do it. Yeah. And I, I go and put the plan out. And if I needed help, I now yeah. I come back to yeah. get somebody. And they have to be smarter than me. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't want anybody that's not as smart as me because you're going to give me a headache. Yeah. You know, and so me knowing that it was just if anybody's out there trying to figure out, well, I want to start this and I'm scared. First thing you need to you have to you have to be courage, courageous. You have to be confident in what you do. Don't have to be perfect. Nowhere in building a business do they say make it perfect. You just got to get it started. Once you're confident enough to go out there and do it, you'll figure everything else out. It's great advice. <laughs> great advice. Well, Try it. I'm excited to see your career. I mean, I know you're young, and, but you got a lot of experience. Lots. And you have uh, a lot going for you. So I'm excited. Um, if you want to connect with Brandon, you can reach out to him directly or contact us on the link below. But hope to have you here soon, Brandon. Hey, uh, man. Thank Tony, you. man, I appreciate you having me, man. It's, we could talk all day long, all day. brother. <laughs> but, uh, like I said, man, I, I, I thank you. Um, this is one of it's one of a kind. It's my first podcast, yeah, right? That's awesome. You know, but... Um, any advice I would leave with anybody is just, is like Nike say, just do it. You know, um, I always tell myself I got the ABCs of success. You start with ambition, and then you're bold enough to do it and just add consistency. Everything else works out. Well, there you go, guys. Brandon, thank you again, <laughs> hey, brother. Hey, man, thank you. Thank you.